Welcome back to the Double Dose. I'm your host, Special Agent J. I'm your host, Special Agent K. And we're here to take you from Earth to a highly classified location. Thank you for joining us. Daniel, how are you? You said my name. Oh no! Witness <laughs> production quickly. <laughs> they Wait. are they're gonna neuralize my butthole quick. Wait, everyone everyone watching right now, can you just look at the center of the screen real quick, please? Hold on. Yep. I'm low. Hold on, wait, I gotta take it off. Yep. Okay. Alright. And we're back. What am I doing? Um we're basically we, we we just started a podcast. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. They're more like deadpan in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want me to put my hands at the back of my head? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do a good impression, actually. <laughs> anyway, welcome, guys, to this special episode of Double Dosed, uh, where we're going to dive deep on the alien agenda for you guys today. Deep. I think we look pretty cool. I think we look pretty schmick. Yeah. Um, some would say that we work for the government. Others yep. would say nothing because they will be in, in fear. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Daniel, you want to start this episode off? I, I don't know who this Daniel is. Oh, uh, Special Agent K. My bad. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> All right. Um, started off, I wanted to continue off what we were talking about uh, last episode, which was about the answer crop circle. Yes, that was, was very the, interesting. The response that we got from the Arecibo telescope back in 1974 message that we sent out with Frank Drake was his name. Um, so I'll give you guys a quick recap on, on what exactly happened last episode, if you didn't tune in. Uh, which was in 1974, we had a Arecibo telescope, which I think was the biggest telescope we had at the time, the radio telescope. And we wanted to, it was its 20th anniversary, 10th anniversary, sorry. And we wanted to commemorate the event by sending a radio signal out into space to extraterrestrial life. Uh, Frank Drake did a lot of the stuff in, for t- uh, extraterrestrial search, came up with the Frank uh, Drake equation um, and helped with the plaques on the Voyager craft and stuff like that. Um, so they came up with a way to send a signal out into, uh, the, this out into space. And they thought they wanted to come with something very specialized that would hopefully have some sort of response from extraterrestrial life. And so they came up, uh, with this, with this very specific radio signal, which I'll bring up on the screen for you guys, mm-hmm. um, which was a pattern and a sort of binary code into our human DNA, human genome, planet structure, population, average height, um, elemental status of our planet. Um, and they shot uh, they shot this beam out at cluster M13, which was at about 22,000 light years away, and they chose this to, to reach as many stars as possible. Um, so that was shot out in 1974, and we received uh, a response back in 2000, August 2001 in Britain's largest telescope, the Chibolton Telescope. They came, uh, the, a strange crop, crop circle appeared, uh, out of the ground and from the ground it was a tangled mess excuse me but with the from when they got it up above and when daylight hit it at a certain time with the sun a face was uh, appeared in the picture mm-hmm. and then after that a couple days later there was a data strip that um, appeared in the same field and so yeah it had a couple like it, it was called the answer was the crop circle message very frightening uh Crop circle that was. Yes. That was very freaky. It's it's I thought it was pretty scary because it kind of spoke to potentially some of the life or it's a big hoax. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I think a lot of crop circles are 
unknown origin. And to say you know and to say people that they are sure it's two mates doing it in the middle of the night for free and for fun with no credit whatsoever and it's yeah. extremely difficult, mm. I am very skeptical that that's, that's someone doing that. But hey, I want to believe I'll bring up the image on the screen for you guys as well so you can see what the answer looked like. But pretty much it was a direct answer to all the specific data that we sent out into space was, which was, you know, the height of the the beings, the the decimal system, which they, they said they used as well. The, um, ours was a main substance was carbon and theirs was silicon. Um, the basic drawing of a humanoid figure, which had a big head and a, a triple helix DNA. Stood approximately four feet tall. They inhabit the third, fourth, and fifth planets on their solar system, and their population was 21 billion. And then underneath, at the end, they had a drawing of something much more complex, which we couldn't figure out what it was. Okay, while I bring this up on the screen for you guys, what do you think when you see this? Do you think that it's man-made? What Genuinely, give me your, your truest result, of a truest answer of what you think is actually going on. Okay, so for me, looking at that, uh, so for those people only listening, um, Daniel's showing me, oh, sorry, Kay is showing me um, a image of a crop circle, a very, very complex crop circle that's uh, made up of uh, cylindrical, sorry, not cylindrical, circular shapes, uh, kind of in a fractal formation expanding from the center outwards. Yep. Uh, this is the size of the thing, by the way. It is gigantic. That's a whole large. That's a whole radio station. Yeah. And look at the size of the telescope and look at that thing. It's huge. It's, this thing's massive. It's a... It's a field. Uh, it's a field. It's an entire crop field, nearly. Uh, look, it's hard to say uh, that. For me, my thought is, if something this advanced would want to communicate with us, why do it through means of crop circles? I understand that uh, burning something into the or or just making a stamp on on Earth's surface is a way to make sure that a message doesn't get lost. But uh, it just seems a bit primitive in terms of communication uh, when uh, if they are able to reach us, why do it this way? And if they are supposedly telling us that this is their uh, way of communicating, not so much the crop circle, but the device that's being represented in this crop circle, why would they um, explain it that way? Why not to correct if they, if they if they're that advanced and they know um, how we communicate with radio waves? Wouldn't they just directly contact us with radio waves straight off the bat? Yeah, but then code. it's it's also maybe that this thing will go noticed. What they might send back to us is, um, we might not be able to understand because they're. So my understanding is that all crop circles are just complete mathematics. Right, it's nothing but maths. So even the most complicated ones they're they're just basic maths that that are sorry not basic maths everything is within certain ratios of each other special numbers are being used um equations can be formulated out of these crop circles and so maths is the universal language they and whether or not they understand our language and can perceive what we're coming up with they also answered it in the exact same way that we sent it out yeah, but then I guess, you know, for me, looking at that, and I'm just, you know, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Yeah. But uh, if someone, if that were to be public knowledge of the information that was sent out, someone smart enough at home would be like, okay, well, I'm going to play with these guys and answer back. Yeah, okay. In way I, in, in a way uh, I feel is superior. 
mm-hmm. and um, just vague enough that the scientists can't really figure out. But do you think they even give that much thought to it? There's people out there that like to toy with people. You know, there's been- Aliens, so many, though? Yeah, there's been so many hoaxes. Um, oh, right. You know, I can't imagine people- uh, There's, I mean, it's as simple as like when a big event happens and you get witnesses coming forth that weren't even there. Okay, some people yeah, just yeah. want to get involved for some reason. Yeah. You know, if people are capable of that, then I feel cap- people are capable of uh, toying with- important things like this. Yeah. Because in their head they think it's funny. Yeah, okay. I, I yeah. understand. I get that. There's never one really half finished or they they kind of just don't come and take any fame for it. So I don't understand what you would really get out of it. But would they would the local news report on ones that are half finished? Cause I can imagine we find out about them but only then when they're someone would surely record it and go, look, I found one half finished. This guy's an idiot. Right. I'm not too sure. I don't know. It just it, it's. I, I mean, I I don't even hear them hear about them at all. You know, if if you're saying that uh, these are happening regularly, uh, anyone with social media, these things would just blow up. But um, yeah, not- but I think it's just really that's part of the conspiracy where it's they're stopping it from spreading. Right, right. Because do you remember? Oh, when I remember when I was a kid, that there used to be heaps of UFO sightings and crop circles on the news. I remember seeing crop circles on the news. Yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, it used to be heaps more um, spoken about. Mm, now yeah. you never hear it. It no. is never on the mainstream news ever. No, and if Other it is, if, if it is the the people um, discussing the segment are laughing about it and having a joke about it and not even wanting to attempt to take it seriously, unless that's obviously the direction that they're being given. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's always like, oh, look at this, what this person saw today. And then it'll yeah, be some yeah. guy very serious talking about his uh, experience and they're like, <laughs> he's silly. And uh, back to cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand that. When I see it, though, I think it's huge, extremely complicated. And when people go and look at the the mathematics and the ratios of everything. It's within perfect, perfect ratios. Everything is equal distance. Mm. Everything is in exact ratio to another with no mistakes whatsoever. Right. And when they look at the, when you, when you look at the, the way it's flattened, it's not because someone's cracked it. Like, so when they push over the, the stalks with, with a, a board, yep. they crush the stem of right. the of the the crop, right? And and it snaps. So that's how they press it down, they bend it. But when they look at these crop circles, the ones that are extremely complicated and have no explanation, the the experts as well. There's te- there are people who are experts in this field. Yeah. And they look at them and they say rather than it falling over because it's been crushed, it's experienced some sort of radiation growth in a very small tiny scale on one specific portion of the the stalk which has caused it to grow so fast in a hyper like a hyperspeed fast like overnight it's experienced like a month's worth of growth right or within a couple of seconds and it causes it to grow so quickly that it can't support its own weight and falls down naturally mm. right and so they find this on every single stalk throughout the throughout the thing and they when they come with magnetic fields and magnetic detectors they say that the the crop circle experiences like a lot of fluctuations in the magnetic field in that area and when they see oh when when they get claims of a false one that doesn't happen they say you can just tell 
it, after doing it for so long, a lot of experts say you can just tell when you look at one which ones are fake, There's which ones are not. There's a pattern. Yeah. yeah, okay. And the real ones are always unexplained and always extremely complicated. Right. Hmm. That is yeah. interesting. Do you think that um, it is a bit rich for us to say that we're looking for intelligent life? Why? Why do we? Why do we expect? any alien life out there to be on within the same realm of intelligence as, as us? Uh, how, how do we know they're not extremely vastly superior? And to us, we're just, uh, to, to them, we're just like a piece of bacteria. Like we wouldn't even stop to uh, even communicate with, with us. Perhaps they, well, they do seem to, we sent out a message and they're kind of, they responding and giving us the knowledge that we asked for. But this is like, because this is a one-off, yeah, well, um, we do, this, you know, is, this is what I come across. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's more out there that are even crazier. Saying, I guess, regardless of the crop circles, mm. uh, in general, yes. when we when we're seeking intelligent life, like wh- why are we assuming that we're we're in the same realm as these uh, aliens? What, what if they were just so advanced, and you know, you wouldn't stop to talk to an ape? We try to. We always try. And, I feel like humans try and communicate with them a lot. We teach them sign language. We try and study them in the wild and always give them a chance and never just kind of, a lot of the time, don't just come at them really aggressively and say, we're going to kill you. It's more, hey, this is us. This is you. Like, let's try and communicate. But I guess in that scenario, you have specialists and scientists that want to figure out more about how they, they, they are. So that if, um, if that were the alien equivalent, that would just be a scientist alien coming to observe and just study where- you wouldn't have actual legitimate, like a, a fleet of aliens just rock up and be like, hello, we're going to share information with you. But they also might have a sense that one, it's not that important for us to do that. This is easier for us to send down drones and make these crop circles. Mm. Or they might say, well, us doing that could incite so much panic because they're obviously very primitive and they wouldn't understand what we're doing. So then, why even contact at all? If they if they're worried about that, that's why the thing. They might be doing all? it in a smart way, where it's like, here's the puzzle piece to figure it out. Here's enough breadcrumbs for you to figure it out. Make what you will of it, but here's some information to work with. I guess another question would who be, who knows why- what these crop circles even mean? If we really studied them and put our best and brightest onto this stuff, what we could actually find out from this stuff if we actually looked into it? Well, why choose only certain countries to do this to as well? These crop circles appear all over the world. I is found there more a website. frequency within uh, Western countries? Do we know that? No, I don't know that thing. Do you remember the story of the people that in Zimbabwe? The 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 school. They all saw. They all they saw all the saw same, the thing, same yeah. thing at a school. Explain for the listeners. I think that's a very interesting I, uh, story. I don't know that much about it. I, I from memory, uh, basically there was a school in Zimbabwe, and all the children have the exact same uh, recollection of a spaceship coming down, right? And uh, yeah, landing and people coming yeah. out or something, and then spoke to them. Yeah, they um, spoke to them telepathically, I believe. Yes, yes. And uh, and and to this day, um, those students have grown up. They still remember that event as clear as day to them, and uh, they were taken separately and questioned about what happened that day, and they all had the same event. So uh, it was definitely a. They did a doco on it, I think, and came back to them when they were all adults. Is that yeah, what you talk about? That's the yeah. One, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's what I heard too. So. I don't think it's just th- there's you know hieroglyphs and ancient drawings of these huge-headed beings coming down. Yeah. I think it's been all over the world for thousands of years, and we're just ignoring it. 
Do we're just ignoring the phenomenon because I look, I Google, you can find certain websites that find crop circles and, you know, talk about them, where they're located, what, how big they are and have pictures of all of them. Man, there's thousands and there's within a couple of months, there's, there's more now. Why do you think that if there were to have been first contact, it was in history and not uh, with, in modern time? Well, for those people that were in history, it was modern time for them too. I guess for them, why not return? They might be already trying to and we're just ignorant of it. Do you think that people in the past were a bit more uh, in tune with the greater consciousness of the universe? Maybe so that's that they it. Were they were in, in tune with some sort of spiritual thing which unlocks the way for them to contact yeah, us. And we've been Have disconnected. you seen the, um, the SETI organization, the guy, the doctor... Um, what's his name? I'll find it. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. That's it, yeah. Is it? Yeah, Stephen Oh, wow, Greer. okay. <laughs> Just off the top of my head. That's him. Uh, yeah, he's um he's heavy. He's deep. He's got a few- So every time uh, they go to the Joshua Tree Hill, yeah. they are able to summon- Because uh, he's heavy on meditation. He's heavy on the meditation, but every single time he goes out there, they see stuff. So, and he says you can do it yourself. Yeah, well, you just look, need, uh, supposedly need- Tesla was tapping into this. He was um, heavy on his meditation as well. Okay. And he was trying to express to people that he's, it's all he's contacting like- something. Yeah, he's yeah. He's tuning so into he something. He used to say that he got his knowledge from the these beings that beamed it into his brain. Yeah, yeah. And they told him what to do. And what better way to make sure that that power of, uh, you know, consciousness is snuffed out than by, by just introducing religion to dumb down everyone's uh, open mind. Yep, could be. Control. I I totally am open to anything when it comes to that. So, when I, what I've heard is that you can get about four people and do the meditation, the SETI meditation thing, which he describes mm-hmm. as some sort of tonal frequencies right. that you just play on your phone and you meditate to them. Certain amount of hertz. And you, and, yeah, certain yeah. amount of hertz and whatever it is. You can just yeah. play it on your phone. He plays it on speakers at yeah. the place and they all meditate together and they just send their good energy out and ask to receive something in return. That's pretty much what you do. And he said, try it. Go, go with four people and do it and you will see something. I kind of want to try it. I want to try it. We should. I think we should to do it. I think that sh- I think that I would definitely be keen to but that. But every time he does it, you see some sort of drone or some sort of spacecraft thing appear. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, thoughts on this? Um, on on this whole UAP uh, Congress meeting that's been happening in the in the states lately, um, discussing any aerial phenomenon. I, I don't know anything about it, so you're going to have to leave the charge on that. I, I'm not sure. Well, uh, you, you, you know- Go for it, Kay. Dumb Jay. I mean, Kid Jay. <laughs> Hang on a second. Just look over here for a second. Just lower your, lower your sunglasses. Yeah, just look here real quick. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. My <laughs> eyes are gone. <laughs> I've been blinded by the light. I've been blinded by the light. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you are aware of those three videos that were released by, uh, I believe it was the Pentagon. Holy shit. Yeah. I am so sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I have cooked your eyes. That is insane. Yeah, it was, so for those listening, uh, Daniel has harnessed the power of the sun uh, within to a into a torch, I, and I, he, I, proceeded to, he proceeded to he proceeded to shine it into my eyes. Spot. And uh, for those of you that are fans of the podcast, basically the miracle of Fatima just happened in my eyes. 
I'm still seeing it. Yeah. I what what I saw was the Dude, sun that was shoot on down. Ten like percent brightness. The sun shot down, danced around, and then all these colors just started flying out. And I, I thought it was Mother Mary. Okay. I, I apologize for that. That was way too intense. <laughs> I'm still seeing the, the spots. I kind of wish I had the shades on. I, I I took them off and just point blanked it in my eyes. Wow. Uh, so back, back to <laughs> oh, my eyes. I can't see. Uh, back to uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> Fatima. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing it, bro. The miracle of Fatima just happened in this room. Yeah. Uh, so you're familiar with those three videos that were released by the Pentagon, I believe it was Pentagon. Yeah. So the one the where it was videos. A, yeah, the Navy was, was seeing the ship yeah. fly along its T- the, dot. Yeah, tracking, yeah. tracking those uh, and, and these these. UAPs yes. were performing in ways that are uh, unknown to our current aeronautical uh, uh, spacecraft. Um, they were like rotating. Uh, they weren't showing any signs of propulsion. Yep. Uh, propulsion? Propulsion. Propulsion. Um, there was, I, don't, I don't think there was uh, any heat sign- signatures coming off and uh, they were just defying all laws of physics. They were um, just- going at high speed, stopping, rotating, and then I think some of them shot into the water. Uh, and, yeah. I, and, and that's another theory, I guess, uh, people thinking that there's alien bases under the water. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's just a whole discussion of it, uh, with the Congress. and But nothing came of it, right? No, from what the little clips I saw, uh, they were really dodging answering anything. They were kind of alluding to the fact that, yes, it has happened. We can't tell you anything more than that. That sucks. And- uh, I, I would love to believe that they are UFOs, but some people are also theorizing that they are very, very advanced drones from another country. Military drones. Yeah. Uh, if if you were to look at a drone that you can buy, you know, one of those DJI ones, and they have the capabilities to just hover, move incredibly quickly, stop in their tracks, go left, right, up, down. But this was also, they've seen the phenomenon has been going on for- 20, 30 years, right? Uh, well, you know, uh, isn't everything on a lot of the advancements in technology just ex-military uh, tech? Yeah. So if this was uh, something from another country, it could be very advanced that uh, the US military can't even fathom how it works, but could be an advanced drone that's just really good at cloaking its, um, its sound and... It's a heat signature. But some of these things are pretty large with no propellers mm. whatsoever, right? They're like a ball. Well, if you were to develop it and, and for military reasons, you'd make it pretty discreet, right? You wouldn't um make it make it loud. You wouldn't try you'd try and hide how it moves around. You wanted to kind of scare your adversary with uh making them think that's UFOs the knowledge. coming in. Yeah. You seen the UFO stuff that the Nazis had? There were heaps into like uh Luciferian and cultism and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. They were they were like Really trying to do some uh, channeling in on some dark. They were like almost doing the opposite of Stephen Greer. They were they were summoning the demons. Yeah, they wanted to go deep on they'll, that stuff. Yeah, they'll like- bring they'll bring in the um the bad the bad aliens to us. They, yeah. they, they were they were the ones that uh we were warned about in the crop circle. Yes, for sure. Yeah, have that you seen was- um I think the SS guard daggers that they were given had uh some cult inscriptions on them on the blade. Something uh, upsetting happened the other day to my beloved James Webb telescope. What happened? It got struck by a tiny meteor on one of its uh, mirrors. Oh. And no. uh, it's it's going to have an effect on the, uh, on the, uh, the, cr- 
crispness of some of the images that they that they were hoping to get out. Uh, they have started adjusting it so that it can uh, uh, what's try it? and correct, try and correct it, trying to make up for this little um, issue. But uh, it, we went through tests before they launched, it and they were you know they were testing its strength to make sure that they were prepared for this sort of stuff to happen. But unfortunately, this meteor that's hit it is just a little bit bigger than they were expecting. And, uh, That's always the way. And it's, man, it's just kind of a time where the the telescope is so advanced and it was going to look for, it was going to scan other planets for any hints of artificial light. And the fact that this has happened is like, it's almost like the universe telling us you're not ready to find out anything yet. Guys. Yeah. It's like just when you thought you were going to find something, nah. It was we can so try advanced. again, right? But I think to develop something like that and launch it out again, uh, not obviously not only- Super expensive, but um, isn't that what ends up stopping? You know, for any anything that we want to know about space, it's always just money involved. Um, that's why supposedly we've never been back to the moon because it's too expensive. There's no yeah, need yeah. for it, even though it would put a lot of minds at rest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they they don't need the space race anymore. So goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Unless they already found something. Maybe and, they did. And they already found the crazy shit and go, we got to delete it, scramble that bitch quick. Yeah, yeah. What would we say? Hey, by meteorite. Yeah, sounds good. Post yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah. I want to know can more. Can they not take another photo after this photo is complete? Or it's yeah. ruined the telescope, essentially. It, it had like a series of things that it was going to go on to do. And... um it, it it will it will just affect the end product. I think it's it's not gonna it's not it's not not completely ruined it, but the quality of images that we were going to get um, obviously has just diminished because of this unfortunate event. That sucks. Yeah, it's it's very upsetting because uh, it was it was exciting. It was gonna take uh, it was I think it was designed mainly to focus on taking photos in infrared. Uh, so it was gonna, it was going to try and capture the beginnings of the Big Bang and and the earliest. Um, Damn. What a shame. Galaxies. I look here like real that. quick. Yeah, sure. Mm. All right. What's, uh, the what's telescope's fine. Telescope's fine? Oh, yeah. It's good. Which one? All of them. That's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Oh, Jay. Okay. That's Sweet. all you need to know. Thank you. Oh, man. That sucks. I wish I, I wish they, they were able to... Look, I'm sure they'll be able to do another one or fix it or have something, you know be able to use some of the images. Maybe they'll still discover it. Who knows? Do you think uh, if it was on the precipice of finding out something really interesting and Elon Musk Tesla hit it, could you sue Elon Musk even though it was in space? Yeah, I think you could sue for damages. Be like, yeah, you shot this thing out there. and But I'm pretty sure that that thing is gone completely into the solar system. You reckon it's hit something already or it's just still flying through? So I think they said if you just went out into the universe without any calculations of wall at all and drove in a straight line, what are the chances you'd hit anything? What are the chances that anything, you'd hit a planet, you'd hit something big, like a or something moon would or whatever. something would hit you. Yeah. I think they said you'd have to go across the entire universe something around 1,000 times before you'd actually hit something. So you have to span the entire universe backwards and forwards a thousand times before you hit a planet. That's hard to fathom since it should be forever expanding, right? Yeah. In its perceivable distance yeah. now. I, I watched it's a- stupidly long before you'd hit something. So I think they're just going to be like, wow, it's... The thoughts of the, the universe being so big is quite frightening. It's terrifying. I, I watched a video today about explaining how 
There's no, everything travels at the speed of light, and there's nothing faster than that except the ex, the universe itself, and that expanding faster than that. The the reason why we may not even be seeing things is because the universe is expanding so quickly away from us that the light is unable to reach us because it's getting expanded Sucked away back so quickly, faster than it can travel. Yeah, because it's forever. It's just the Big Bang happened. It was just like one billionth of a second was just like. And they as think far it's as you accelerating, see. right? It's not slowing down. It's actually getting quicker and quicker. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, so whatever, what ends up happening, what expands forever? I, I, it could be mul- merging with other mul- like multiverses. I, I'm not sure. This, you know, that's so thoughts, far. These thoughts trip me out. They do, man. And uh, it's very scary to think that we might not be seeing things because the expansion of the universe is so rapid right now, happening infinitely in all ang- on all ways that we will just never be able to see things. Yeah. Because light can't get to us quick enough. What a trip out. Hurts my brain. It does. To think that we're in this place that, that that's that large and all we're going to know is this earth. Just a speck of dust. And this reality that we're in now. It's like, oh, all that other stuff, pointless. So freaky. It's a, it's a crazy thought, Yeah, I think, and sometimes too much for me. I wanted to say more about the... Um, the the U uh, the UFO. Oh yeah, go for it. We went on a um, big tangent there. Yeah, yeah. So I found the uh, the video of the UFOs making the crop circle in real time. If you'd like to look, I would love to see. Okay, come in real quick. Right, I'm gonna move on. Okay. Move over here. So it's got some kooky music at the beginning, but you don't need to watch it. So I'll just I'll just play it for you right now. Here it comes. It's low quality, but here it comes. Wait for it. We love a low quality video over here. Here they are. These orbs. Ready? It's already appearing. Here. That's it. That's how it gets made. Just that quick. With your professional opinion, would you say that's edited? No. Especially because how old the footage looks. In my personal opinion, it looks pretty real to me. Okay. So the way it comes on here... It matches the motion blur. And I saw this in the 90s, by the way, before After Effects and everything was okay, common. That's very hard to The do way that. it moves, moves perfectly with the film grain. And the, it doesn't, it doesn't track uncomfortably and the orbs move perfectly well, with what the film. What was that? Yeah. Rewind just for, we're going to have to go back a little bit there. There's several glitches that happen over the screen for a second. It's there. the tape. Okay. It's it's a tape recording. So for those of you listening, uh, Daniel's just shown me a video, a VHS video of a crop circle being formed, and basically this camera pans over an empty field. These two orbs come from the sky, start rotating over this field, and simultaneously this uh, crop circle just appears all at once. It just it just develops out of the crops, and it doesn't come across like it's being drawn, like it starts in an origin. They just all start forming in, in, in one go. So Looks it's like, like it's expanding out a circle from center to, to its widest point yeah. and being kind of just formed, like pre- as if it's being pressed down in that way. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and these orbs just circle around for a bit and fly off. Yes. So that was the footage I found of one being made. This okay. guy, this farmer got it from his video because he could see the orbs and he claimed he was getting several of these and he grabbed the camera in time. To be Why able to record it. Do you think we'll ever see another crisp, clear recording of this happening in modern time? So much stuff can be faked now. That's yep. the problem. Yep. I saw this in the 90s. Wow. 
Yeah. But that would have freaked quick. me out. Oh, okay. Yep. I just saw this bright light. You saw nothing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, there's... Uh, I thought it was real at the time and it looked, that was the video I found and that was the video I saw at the time. Well, okay. And all other videos had been taken down of this and that's the only one I could find. It took me ages to find it too. I uploaded it in 2007. That's freaky. Mm. You're right. So, I don't know whether it's being... Guys, the most scariest thing has just happened. Something fell on my lap. I looked down and there is a Garfield comic sitting on the floor. I'm about to go investigate. Okay, investigate. Forgot about that. I put it there. Look what I fucking oh, found. Oh my God. You can take all this shit off. Jeez. Okay. So, for those listeners, Daniel has, sorry, Kay has strapped this Garfield comic to the underside of the, our desk. And it's just perfectly come down at the right time. Just scared the crap out of me. I thought I I'd found drop something. this. Wow. Garfield, this kid. Garfield beefs up. Now in full color, bigger and bolder. New, larger size. Only 50 cents. 50 cents. Pretty good. Uh, this is very scary. So you own this? This was this was from when you were a kid? Well, yes. a bit of ASMR right there? I owned it and used to love it and read it all the time. I wow. thought it was funny, but upon reading it now, it's very dull. <laughs> You're right. I mean- I'm keen to give some of these a go, but um, this is in good condition, by the way. Perfect condition, right? For um, any Garfield, major Garfield fan, I think you got yourself a little- uh, Except I drew on here. it. It's got my name on it. Yeah, they can wipe that off. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. That's very scary. Wow. I thought that was a bit of true trout. I totally forgot it was there. Thank God it fell down. That ca- How good was that timing as well? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I thought I thought you'd like that one. I did. I, I, I got a bit scared. Um- I've seen too much. Just give me a second over here. Okay. Okay. You fixed it. <laughs> Putting so many neuralizer sound effects on there. <laughs> wiping our brains constantly. I'm sure I'm going to develop some sort of aneurysm from no. all these neuralizers. All the neuralizations. So this was another another video I found on how they think crop circles were made. Okay. And so they think it's some sort of 3D... 3D... Um, perceptual imagery of sound or some sort of frequency of waves okay. that cause the image to become so mathematical. Right. So you can you can say it becomes this sort of uh, rotating donut mm. type type thing, which makes this pattern, and they think it, it can be done through that. Um, for those of you who are not looking, uh, it's a crop circle, and they're showing a visual representation of how they could do it. So if you look at the videos when they have sand on cert, uh, on a table or they rub a table with sand on it and it makes certain pa- patterns. They think it could be something like that. See how it like rings in its donuts on itself? Yeah. So it can uh, kind of do it. It's, it's essentially showing a flat crop circle and then extruding it into a 3D space to show how it would look like in three dimensions. Yes. And they think this, that these crazy geometrical shapes could be easily made uh, with a circle. See that? A circle and a... I don't know what type of hedron it is. So, what would be this be uh, explaining exactly? Is this is this to sh- just to show us uh, how they how they think it could be potentially made? Here's another. But then, um, what the video it, of the sound waves I was talking about? You can see. But wouldn't these um, wouldn't these crop circles have to have some sort of message encoded in them? 
what, yeah, what so are they, they think it's some sort of mathematical equation to give us knowledge of certain things. Interesting. So if you look here, there's do you the, think that's just the their way of? That do you think that's just their way with. of communicating? So I have a video for it. Oh, even better. This Italian scientist engineer guy was able to convert a crop circle into a into a, a, some sort of gearing system with magnets. And he was talking about it could potentially oh, right. be used into yeah. some sort of some sort of perpetual energy motion machine, which is you know it, it creates its like it 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 makes motion on itself. You touched Even upon though this, this in the one, last episode, yeah, if, if this, this one wasn't uh, this one, obviously didn't run on its own. But when he tested it in a in a in a CAD system, like like online in yeah. theoretical systems, the power output was like nothing he had ever seen before. Right. I will put some audio on for you. Is this something we can harness? Oh, actually, it's all in Italian, so it's best not. See, that's the crop circle that they yep. had. It was I, th- I think you saw that one. It was it was in this type of circular shape, yep. and he converted it into a gear, which used on a crank with magnets that were getting smaller in a in a spiral. Are we able to hard harness this technology? So that he puts the this magnet crank, this crank that he's this done. I think he gets. I, I don't think it goes anywhere because he doesn't get the backing, or someone comes in and be like, "No, we don't want to put this out there. It's too. It's gonna, you know, out wipe out our systems. We don't want to do it." Right. That's yeah. so interesting. I, I can't believe why you wouldn't at least try and, and use this new gear system or this See energy that? system. It's like spinning on a, and he's like just just holding it there, but he's kind of just showing the concept of what he's trying to work out with these specific kind of setup of magnets. Right, that the gear kind of spins on its own without really much any input, and if you converted it with electromagnetic energy, it would do ridiculous amounts of output for the with just with pure just magnets. There's no uh, there's magnets, no- and he was using one on a gear system. Right. So he, you can see this one spinning so in no a need- simulation system, and I think he goes on about the torque output here is just bananas. It, right. it was, I had to look at it. I'll, I'll try and so find there's the no part there's no need for combustion combustion if you were to no, put no. this into some it just sort of spins. Uh, once it starts going it kind of spins on its own yeah right you might need a small amount to get it going but he said it could be like so useful anyway wow. I found this I would love to see if, that, if, really if they could develop that further this is a re-upload because I found this video years ago and it had been taken down I think the one Which I watched had subtitles always more fishy when they take these videos down right, right? this is the gearing system so that was the crop circle. It looked like this crazy squiggly circular thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see uh, that in motion. Yeah, hmm. and he goes on about the output of it. So they could be passing this knowledge to us. They could be. What do you think that would be the benefit? Um, is that it's? It's almost like, look, we can't be bothered to communicate with you, so we'll rather give you the technology. And of if you how can to- figure it out, you're on our level. Or you can just visit us, come over to our house, and we can't yeah. be bothered to come to you. Yeah, that's it. You you build your spaceship with the tech we'll tell you, then you you come fly over. We'll put the tea and coffee on. We'll talk business. Yeah, okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, uh, just hold on for a second, man. Yeah. Can you look over here for a second? Okay. Okay, I'm gone. Yep. What was that? Uh, we're just talking about cupcakes. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Great. I love cupcakes. Yeah. We, we, everyone loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but hold on one sec. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, whoa. How do you feel? Uh, so, so you're just in a car accident. You're just in a car accident. I was just in a car. How am I not? Everything's in the car? all right. It's just uh, the ice cream truck exploded, sending the ectoplasm out everywhere. Wow, I'm covered in it. Jeez. Yeah, just- <laughs> oh my goodness. It's in places that it's not meant to be. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
cool. So yeah, look, they might be giving away the goods, and we're not- just we're just not paying enough attention to it. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that the the, the cop and then circles. Like, Look at these dummies! They're fighting wars against each other, and we're yeah. giving them the tech they need to ge- reconquer this galaxy. It's interesting that they have so many different shapes that they're giving us. It's almost like so many different engine varieties. It's like, oh, you haven't figured this one out? How about this one? But sometimes it's not an engine. Might be this is some sort of mathematical equation. One of them went to pi. Was a pi was a pie chart. But how do you use that? You know what you know what I mean? Like if well, you're communicating, like why are you just pie- giving maths? Yeah, because they might be. Thinking, well, have you solved this yet? Have you solved this? Have you solved what pi formula is and what it does? Right. Is it because it's a kind of like a universal? Yeah, equation. it's a universal thing that that's useful for people. So it's it's like here's some great knowledge of solve what this is. Yeah. And use this to your knowledge. So is uh, is your hope for our first contact to be an alien that's within our? We're able to perceive them like almost as a being that they're, they're yeah. like a, they're a physical entity that um, communicates in their own way. They have their own life, their own planet, their own way of living, but they're in not they're, they're they're essentially like like us, just a more advanced way. That would be, I think, the best way for us to kind of level up ourselves, where it's not this godly figure of scariness, where they have total control of us and we're screwed, mm. and it's just, hey, you're more on the same level as us, maybe a slightly better, better, slightly worse. And we can kind of achieve for that or we can show you our knowledge. I guess that if you were to be contacted by an alien civilization, the ones that are incredibly advanced that see us as apes wouldn't stop by, but ones that are within the same area they might would, have would a contact. Yeah. They'd be like, these guys aren't too different from us. I'm going yeah. to drop down there, maybe uh, mess up that guy's cornfield. Maybe a little, leave a little message. Call me later. Yeah. Piss off. Totally. Yeah, I like that. I like that thought. I hope that's the They reason. might be dropping some knowledge and be like, if you guys can figure it out, that's great. If not, we don't care. And that kind of ties back into my little theory about how like this, uh, imagine just being visited and this alien race is like only three years ahead of us. Yeah. They've just figured it out and they and they can quickly contact the next nearest uh, inhabitable planet. And when we, by the time we figure it out, we're like, oh, this is- very much within our realm. It's mm. not adva- It's not too advanced. We don't have to build a bunch of things to build another bunch of things. We can just build it and, and we're like, oh, okay, that's actually quite easy. Yeah. Let's go explore the stars. That would be ideal. That'd be great. Yeah. One can dream. I hope to see aliens in my lifetime. Who knows though? I would like I'd to. I'd be scared if they were the greys. I would be totally freaked out if I saw them. I think I'd be freaked out nonetheless. I I think anything anything from outer space would fr- I'm like but by the way I, I'm I'm ready for it like I want to I want to know what's out there but um I'd be terrified because you just don't know any any of their intentions that's it and I think you Beware ever know the bearers of false gifts and broken promises son very scary well you know that kind of leads into uh, something I wanted to talk about which sure, was um yeah. before Stephen Hawking passed he actually gave us a warning about contacting aliens did he and uh, he was pretty much saying uh, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it here but yes. he said that in our own history whenever a advanced civilization meets a more primitive civilization it's not it has not gone well for the less advanced civilization and it's just because one can just simply overpower the next and conquer and rule. So, he, yeah, it's, he was it's always been when our nation meets another nation or people, even our own race, but own slightly race. different. Slightly they different. They just destroy them. A little bit um, not as advanced, so you just take them out. And 
he's uh, you know he, Stephen Hawking backed a lot of uh, research for the space for space, but he was really kind of just stressing like the the contacting of sending constant uh, messages out there and and you know this this full uh, 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 organizations that the whole thing is just contacting out there like sending just radio waves and things out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say if that's if it's even going to reach anything, but also we got to try to kind of communicate with other things because we'll never know otherwise. But I agree. It's it's like you're, once you, it's you're Pandora's poking the bear. box. It's Pandora's yeah. box. Once you open it, might not be able to put everything back in. That's right. And you might be so excited for a second and then you're like, hey, oh, shit. Gone. We're all getting probed in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It might be like that, dude. Independence Day, you know, they're all cheering and stuff. The thing opens up. Boom! Just blows up the White House, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is not what I wanted." Yeah, I did is, not want this. I this was so is the excited. Opposite of what I was. Hoping yeah, yeah, for. yeah. And then they get that chick's on the top of the building with the sign, "Take me, take me!" And then they just get blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that explosive scene. It's so sick. So dark. No, I hope that doesn't happen. Honestly, I feel like in terms of our lifetime, they might, if they really wanted to, if they are communicating with us now, that means they could probably, and they're communicating in this crazy, unique ethereal way they could probably wipe us out if they wanted to that's true i i like to think that they they really are just waiting for us to get to a point where we're we're ready to to be uh included in to whatever council they are up there yeah yeah um i did remember reading uh, just skimming across this story of um apparently this a uh, senior u.s captain spilled the beans uh because he witnessed a UFO disable their nuclear missiles. Oh yes, I've heard about this. And they, uh, I think he had to sign a waiver to essentially say that he was not going to disclose any of the information about what he saw. But he spilled, you know, he spilled the beans and uh, for the greater good. For the greater good, and I, I would love to believe him. I would love to know that. And why do you think a UFO would come down and disable some nuclear missiles? Because they want peace. They want peace. They want. They they're like trying to tell us. You don't need this. You don't need this and I will fuck you up. This will stop you from ascending to the next level. Kanye Quest. I agree. Kanye Quest. Kanye Quest. You must ascend. Yep. I I did hear that story about the nukes and I thought that was super interesting. So do you think that they're, that they are peaceful then? Maybe. um, Look, you could look at it two ways. Stop the nukes so you can join us. Or stop the nuke so you don't kill yourselves so we can still conquer you and use you for what we want. There's so many different ways right. to look at it. I don't want all my working class to be dark, killed out. So let's take the nukes away so they're still fit people and then we'll get, we'll use them when we're ready. Mm. It's yeah. really interesting to... We don't know. That's that's what's crazy. and We can just yeah, hope. They have this kind of ungod, almost godly power that we can't even comprehend. Yeah, Ignorance is bliss, my friend. It is just bliss. Sometimes you can. I want some of that. Let me hit. Let me get a hit of that ignorance. Oh, this is stuff. You know what? I want to hit. Wow. Wow, that's um, some good ignorance right there. Yeah. I need another hit. Don't 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 shine that. That's good. Wow. Everyone that's been watching this, I put it on low and I put it in my eye. I'm still seeing that spot a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that was a smart idea. That uh, was a ten percent power. Daniel has this. Okay, uh, has this okay. uh, this flashlight that is just a bazillion lumens, and 
he shut it out of um out, out of his backyard and it just lit up it, like a whole, it was a a whole up, suburb. That was a UFO. People would be thinking, what the hell yeah. is going on? A UFO landed in my backyard. Someone, I saw, I saw, I saw someone run into their backyard with a sign saying, take me. Take me now. Yeah. 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 Did you see Jordan Peele's new movie? Nope. Uh, is it out yet? No, but there's a nope. trailer just come out. Uh, I think and it's, it's about a, it's, aliens. It's the second trailer. It's about aliens. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I want to watch it. I can't wait. That's looking good. Same, right. same actor as uh, Get Out. I like him. Okay. I've got one other, a uh, couple other things I wanted to show you, which I think you'd be interested in. For sure. This one is not the men in black. I'm saving oh, that. Okay. But this, this whole story- episode is interesting, by the way. Um, we, we, we love aliens here. Yeah. A double dose. Yeah, we do. This is J and K special. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. MIB special. So, the it's the Betty and Barney Hill story. Okay. And do you know about it? Do you know anything really about it? The name rings a bell, um, but I can't say. I mean, you don't know the facts, do you? No. Awesome, great. So it was the first ever recorded contact with the Greys, and uh, it was the big one that kind of uh, broke the broke the headlines, broke the story, and got out the idea of something abducting people. Right. It was the first ever one. Before that, there had been no no public abductions. Right. Before this time, no reported ones. No reported ones. Okay. This one was the one that that kind of blew the lid open on the whole subject to everyone. All right, I'm gonna. You got to put the. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. Okay. It's a big one, but I'll go for it. Okay, they were an American couple who claimed to be abducted by extraterrestrials in a rural portion of state of New Hampshire from September 19 to 20, 1961. It was the first widely publicized report of alien abduction in the United States. Also keep in mind, they were a mixed race couple, so none of the public publicity that they put out for this story helped them in any way possible. Right. So at the time, it was kind of new age thinking. Already, you wouldn't want to put any more attention on You wouldn't want to stir yourself. the pot yeah. any more than what was going on for them, mm-hmm. which was that's unfortunate and that sucks because a lot of people don't see it like that, but you know, whatever. That that was what it was at the time. This is 1960s, early 60s. Mm. So whatever. So just keep that in mind that that they had to come out because they found their lives too distressing and too intense to not talk about the events that day. It's uh, very interesting. Okay. So the alleged UFO sighting happened between 10.30 p.m. on September 19, 1961. The Hills were driving back from Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire. Betty claimed to have observed a bright point in the light in the sky that moved from below the moon. Betty looked through the binoculars they had in the car, observed an odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights traveled through the face of the moon. Because her her sister several years before earlier, she had seen a flying saucer. So the saucer kind of thing had already broken. Right. But none people being taken or anything like that. Um, Betty thought it might be, that's what, what she might be observing without looking, without looking as if it had turned the craft rapidly descended in her direction, which caused her to realize this object was a plane, but was not a plane. They quickly returned to the car and drove forward. Franconia notch, a narrow mountainous stretch of the road About one mile south of Indian Head, they said the object rapidly descended towards their vehicle, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. The huge silent craft hovering about 80 to 100 feet 
above the hills, 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air and filled the entire field in the windshield. It reminded Barney of a huge pancake carrying his pistol in his pocket because everyone, as I guess, had like- America, you know what I'm saying? America, everyone just had guns. Stepped from the vehicle and moved closer to the object. Using his binoculars, Barney claimed to have seen eight, 11, sorry, 11 humanoid figures- Oh my God. Who were peering out of the craft's windows, seemingly look at him in unison. All but one figure moved to what appeared to be the panel on the rear hall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. The one remaining figure continued to look at Barney and communicated a message telling him to stay where he was and keep looking. This is terrifying. I would uh, not get out of my car if I was in this scenario. Barney had a recollection of observing the humanoid forms wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps, red lights on what appeared to be bat wing fins began to telescope out the sides of the craft and a long structure descended from the bottom to the craft. The silent craft approached to what Barney had estimated within 50 to 80 feet overhead of him. And on October 21st, 1961, Barney reported to National Investigations Committee and Aerial Phenomenon Investigator Walter Webb that the beings were somehow not human. Are you saying that these um, people that he saw were wearing clothes? They were wearing clothes. And how did did he describe it? Black? Black, shiny clothes with a black, shiny cap. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So- Never heard of this. Barney tore the binoculars away from his eyes and ran back to his car. In a hysterical state, he told Betty, they're going to capture us. He saw the object again shift its location to directly above the vehicle. He drove away as fast as he could, telling Betty to look for the object. She rolled down the window, looked up almost immediately- the hills hear a rhythmic series of beeping and buzzing sounds to which they seem to bounce off the truck of their vehicles. The car vibrated and a tingling sensation passed through the hills' bodies. The hills said that they experienced an onset of altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. The second series of beeping and buzzy sounds returned the couple to full consciousness. They found that they had traveled nearly 50, 30, sorry, 35 miles, 56 kilometers south but only vaguely had spotty memories of this section of the road. They recalled making a sudden, sharp, unplanned turn, encountering a roadblock and observing a fiery orb in the road. After seven days, uh, sorry, after- I'm going to stop you, just yeah, stop you sorry. there for a second. So what, what's happened is they felt a sensation and and they've lost a big chunk of time where yeah. they've traveled? Yeah. Right. That's what and, happened. And, but they have little flashes of memories of them traveling uh, 56 kilometers Yes. And and making turns and seeing things. It was spotty. It was kind of like, I'm down this road. I kind of recognize where I am, but right. not really. It's kind of like getting out of but like a surgery. kilometers, kind of. man. That, that is massive. That's a, that's a little, that's like an hour drive. Yeah. That's an hour of driving on a highway constantly. Wow. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. 50 Ks an hour, but like, you know, no stops. Yeah. Yeah. After the- after seven days later, they were perplexed. The Hills say they tried to reconstruct the chronology of the events they witnessed, the UFO, and drove home. But immediately after they hear, always hear the buzzing sounds in their memories, the memories became incomplete and fragmented, and there was a lot of details that were just not there. They couldn't figure it out. Right. So, on March 3rd, 1963, this is three years, two years later, the Hills first publicly disclosed the UFO encounter with the group at their church when Barney met with Stevens and he asked, uh, he was an amateur hypnosis guy, one of the guys at the church. So interesting to have this happen at a church, this discussion. Everyone went to church in the 60s, man. Yeah. 
Everyone went to church. If you're good American, you're at church. I'm so, but like to bring up UFOs or hypnosis. This is how distressing it was. Well, he said something happened that night. He didn't know what it was, mm. but he um he remembers Mary. that 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 this this time gap in their mind was gone. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that trouble you? Big time. And I guess who who you can't this tell was, the police. This was distressing them. They also so you felt look, you terrified. Look to God. You look to to religion to be like, can you answer this for me? They also felt super terrified about what they had experienced. Mm. They couldn't shake the terrifying feeling from their bodies. Right. Because okay. the body remembers. You, whether right. your mind remembers or not, your body remembers, right? Read The Body Keeps the Score. Anyway, St- Stevens referred to the hills to Benjamin Simon in Boston, who was a more professional hypnosis therapist. Mm-hmm. Simon hypnotized Barney first. He recalls witnessing non-human figures with quite emotional, punctuated with expressions of fear, emotional outbursts and incredulity. Barney said that due to his fear, he kept his eyes closed for much of the abduction and physical examination. Based on the early responses, Simon told Barney that he would not remember the hypnosis sessions until he was certain he could remember them without being further traumatized. So after every hypnosis session, a session he would reinstate the amnesia, right? Because people who go through hypnosis don't remember what what happens. Yeah, especially if it's an unconscious thought. They're just recounting. Yeah, and then they're in a dream like yeah. state, and then they wake up. They're like, "What happened?" Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Right. My granddad got hypnotized on stage, and he doesn't remember any of it. That's freaky, right? Anyway, so so he didn't want to be for, further re-traumatized. Simon began hypnotizing the hills on January 4th, 1964. He hypnotized Betty and Barney several times, each in their own sessions, so they could not come up with the same story. It was separate each time. So he asked random questions and and come up with multiple different stories of what they had happened, right? Under hypnosis, Barney reported that the binocular strap had broken when he ran from the UFO. So he doesn't remember how he broke the strap. That was one of the, 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 the things about the story. He somehow broke the binocular strap, but he doesn't remember how. Okay. So he said on a hypnosis, he recalled when he was running back to the car, when he pulled the binoculars away, he broke the strap because it was just, he was so scared What after what he saw through the binoculars. Right. He eventually sighted six men standing in the dirt road. The car stalled and three of the men approached the car. They called Barney not to fear him. So they told him he was still very anxious, however, and he reported that the leader told Barney to close his eyes and while hypnotized, Barney said, man, this is so freaky. My goosebumps are huge right now. He said, I feel like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. Wow. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. Okay, and this lines up so much with this other thing I wanted to tell you, but I'll keep reading. Barney described the beings as generally smaller than Betty's um, hypnotic recollection. Um the beings, so she said that they were this high, and he said they were like a tiny bit shorter. I don't know. When you say when you say this high for those listeners at home, like we're talking four like foot. four foot. Okay, little little shouties. Barney said, "Oh, the eyes, there they are, there in my brain from the hypnosis session." And I was told to close my eyes because I saw two eyes coming close to mine, and I felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. All I see are these eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body, but they're just there. They're up up close to me, pressing against my eyes. I think one, uh, I mean, one of the most distinct features of the grey is, you know, I, I can imagine seeing those eyes in that uh, experience would be just absolutely terrifying. They would, 
that that image of the ice staring back at you would just traumatize would just, you. Would just absolutely traumatize you. You would see those eyes everywhere. Yeah, man. I, I could not live with myself. No way. Thank God if they do abduct you, they instate some sort of amnesia. Bro, you realize the shit out of my face. Totally. Okay, so now I want to tell you what this reminded me of. So I read a book a while ago by David M. Jacobs, a professor of history at Temple University. Mm -hmm. The book was called Secret Life. It was about alien abductions, right? Mm -hmm. So in the book, he, he studied the phenomenon for like 35 years, maybe 40 years. He's been studying UFO phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And a special a speciality in abduction theory. Okay. He he performs hypnosis himself. He's been trained to do it. He's been doing it for 30 years or something, right? He said that he has many patients. And these patients that come to him, their lives are distraught. There'll be a lawyer saying, This has happened to me. I don't remember anything. I'm 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 literally having a mental breakdown. I, uh, other people come to him and say, I, I'm experiencing like depersonalization from the trauma, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Totally terrifying shit. Some kids are like six years old coming into him because the parents are so distressed of what's happened. Right. They said, there's something wrong with my kid. And they eventually find some sort of link to David M. Jacobs, go to him. And he says, we're going to perform hypnosis on these people, find out what's going on. So he's done hypnosis to everyone, judges, lawyers, doctors. And all of them say, do not tell anyone that I come to see you. I am ashamed of what I'm experiencing. Right. And he said, all of them say the exact same thing, which is horrifying. And the only way he says that they could be all saying the same thing is if they're telling the truth. Right. If this thing is actually happening. That's his conclusion after 35 years in alien abduction theory. Okay. So he said, many people from all walks of life mentioned that they all get stared at by the greys. And after maybe 15 years of doing hypnosis with them, he asked the question randomly, how close are they when they stare at you? And the first person goes, maybe like a couple of centimeters away. And he goes, huh? A couple of centimeters? What do you mean? He goes, yeah, their eyes are like right here, right right in my face. that is so scary. And he goes, really? And then he goes, okay. And that was the first time he asked it. Then he asked it randomly in another hypnosis. He says, when they look at you, do you know, he tried to lead them astray. Say, do they look at your feet? No. Do they look at your knees? No. Your hands or anything? No. Where do they look at you? Right into my eyes. Every single person he started asking this in his hypnosis. And these were patients of a long time for him, maybe some 10 years plus. Yeah. They start saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, where do they look? Directly into my eyes. Like wow. within a couple centimeters. Like they're almost touching my eyes. Wow. They all said that. And so for Barney, to, I, I made that connection. That was not something I researched. That was something I found separately. Wow. Okay. Oh, nice. You, yeah. You made that connection there. Wow. Uh, what, so do you, what do you suppose is happening the, there when, um, when people so are experiencing when that? When David uh, Jacobs talked about it, he mentioned that to hypnotize you completely, they have to stare you point blank in the eyes. Oh, so you think the aliens are hypnotizing people? Yes. It's the eye. The eye thing is very important that- and not all of them can do it. What he understood is that there's short greys and there's tall greys. Mm-hmm. And the tall greys are much more powerful or more adult. And the small ones are kind of like, kind of dumb. But the big ones, they are the scary ones. That they are very serious. They come in. If they can't, the small ones can't control the big one. They, uh, You or whoever's being abducted, they get the big one to come in and literally stare at them point blank and Every single person says that that is the most frightening point of the whole experience when they come and stare at you point blank and it's so scary. And, and after they that, they don't think, have any memory of what happens after that. 
It's no, just the well, last thing they see is the staring and then the no, blank. No, so no, no, none of them remember any of it. All of them, it all came out under hypnosis regression. Yeah. So none of them could remember anything of the abduction. Right. They just be like, I wake up and I was outside of my house or I woke up and I had no pants on mm. and this keeps happening or I wake up and I'm really scared and I don't know why. Mm. And that kept happening. And so then they eventually thought, am I being abducted? What's going on? And then he did hypnosis and found that they were being taken in the night. And when he uh, t- puts them under hypnosis, are there are they recollection? Uh, are there, is their recollection talking about the whole event or just up until they get no no no? They're in- able to remember the whole event, bits and pieces. And what, he says, "What's he's the con- common narrative there? What are, what are, what are the they aliens do performing? experiments? They take skin, um, they they monitor your body fluids. They do a lot of random experiments, like um, show you a lot of children." And and with it, they think that they're breeding them. In David's book, they think that they're breeding people with aliens to like like a hybrid species. Okay. And it's a lot of the females go and hold random babies. That's a lot of thing. And they see lots of babies in jars. And they say it's very important that you hold the baby. And everyone's like, I don't want to hold it. The baby looks weird as hell. No, no, no. It's a good baby. It's a good baby. And none of them speak. It's all you get that. You get that uh, kind of feeling in your mind. Yeah, it's like telepathy. Yeah, you get the general sense of what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But, um, everyone says when they talk about the, the, the eyes that they are like, I. It's everything. The eyes are everything. The eyes are there. I only see eyes. I only know eyes. That's that's a horrifying. very common thing that they see. It's like being sucked into the eyes. Do you think that the 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 type of people that these greys are abducting are a certain type? Do you reckon there's a there's a pattern amongst the people that have been abducted or they're very he, random? And David selected? said that he he could see no link between people but only the stories that they came over. Some are kids, some mm. are people in their 60s. And why do you suppose these greys being um, as violent as they are in the way that they abduct you why would they return you to your life? Why not just They're not pick trying up? to be violent. They're trying to wipe your memory and have you have no experience of the situation. But unfortunately, the hypnosis does only so much. Like you rem- you forget the events, but it traumatizes you on like a subconscious level. Mm, okay. So that's It's the interesting issue. that they want to do these things, but then also like y- you'd think for something that advanced, they wouldn't really feel empathy for how we feel if they're going to st- do experiments on us. From what he understood, it's that they- you should read the book. It's super interesting. And it's all facts. It's all just, this is the person I respond. This is the person I interviewed. These are the pieces that I've gotten. Right. From what he understands, these things have no care for us. Mm-hmm. And they are just going about their task like a machine. Wow. They don't, they don't care for our misfortune. They don't care that they're hurting us. They don't care that we want to, we don't want to be there. They don't care that they're traumatizing us. They're just like, nah, I got to do this. You have to do it. I'm, and, but they're not, they're not forceful about it. Apparently, the way they treat us is like a gorilla on a, a tranquilized gorilla. So, they are very weak. So, apparently, mm. someone was walking down a hallway and you're in a dream hypnotized state, but someone just grabbed the 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 wall and wouldn't let go and they all begin to panic. They're like, oh, no, something's wrong. He's not moving. Why isn't he moving? And then they get the big one to come in and help. Mm. And uh, from what he understood... It's that they're just going about their task and whatever it is they're doing, they're just doing their own thing and they don't care about what happens to us. It's so interesting that they don't care about us, but at the same time, they'll return us. Like what, what's what's stopping them from just it, being like, they don't well, want to alarm us. They don't want to alarm well, if, like, if the species. If, 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 
people go missing all the time and they would know that. Why not just pluck someone up, take them away and, and study them and never return them? Because then it gets too suspicious. What do you mean? It's, people get missing all the time. And also you don't want to miss, like they're trying to keep, they're not trying to mess with the balance too much. From what I understand, it's kind of, it's it's totally neutral, their perspective. It's like, we're not hurting you, but we're not doing you any good either. Interesting. So, you know how like we go and tag a seagull or whatever it is. That's mm. a traumatic experience for the seagull. But they just go, well, they don't know. Why are you doing this to me? It's hurting me. Why are you doing this? And they don't know we're trying to help them. So, you're saying that they might not even be able to fathom that we have emotions that, uh, in, that are, in, are important enough to our species. They're very robotic in the way they do it. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway. I want to go back. I want to go back to the Barney and Betty Hill thing. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. So you should totally read the book. It's called Secret Life, um, by David M. Jacobs. Awesome book, um, and very detailed, which I loved. Okay. So, yeah, that was the the connection between Barney and Betty Hill mm. that they got. He kept mentioning about the eyes. the eyes. I also have the hypnotic, um, the tape of him oh. talking about it, okay. and and what he was experiencing, how traumatic it was for him. He is screaming. Do you, have a, do you have a little snippet? We should, oh, yeah. Should we yeah, yeah. for the listeners? Can, I'm ready for the listeners if you want to hear it. I have the 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 full complete hypnosis session. How long How long is it? I know the parts. So okay. it's a 40-minute reg- regression session, but uh, I'll play it for do you the guys. Highlights. So you can, I'll do the highlights so you can. And this is both of them together, is it? So each one has happened one at a time. You might want to take your headphones off to listen. But uh, for the viewers, I'll put it on at the same time so you can hear. Oh, no, he didn't say it. You felt he said it. Right? I know. You know he Just did. there, yeah. Just stay there. He's saying to me. All right. I'll take you my head. Just All right. Pull All the binoculars right. away. God, give me strength. All right. All pull right. it down. Run. Pull the binoculars down and run. God. It says, my God, give me strength. I've never seen his eyes before. <laughs> but you said oh. they were friendly. You said they were friendly. Oh, the... Not the leaders. I said only... He was looking over his shoulder. Oh, I see. The leader was, was the... friendly. How did you know the other one was the leader? Because everybody moved. Everyone was standing there looking at me, but everybody moved to these levers or in the back or they went. Wow. That is scary. Um, you know what it sounds like? What's happening to him is that the, he's starting to get hypnotized with the binoculars at his eyes. Yes. And he knows that if he pulls the binoculars away from his eyes, he's going to have a little break from uh, the concentration to get away. And it sounds like he knows that. He knows that he's trapped right now and he's getting told, relax, just stay still. Stay where you are mm. while they get they just lock in on his eyes. Yeah. Keep and he's like, I need to take these binoculars away because essentially he's he's fast-forwarding the, the distance of the yeah, eyes. Yeah, totally. And um, he's like, I need to get these off my eyes so I can make a break, get to my wife, get the hell out of there. Yeah. So he, he said it was uh, very 
scary and 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 I, I might have that's missed, so freaky to hear I, I must have missed the point but there was a point where he also says oh the eyes oh the eyes i've never seen eyes like that before oh, and he's like God, yelling. that's a horror movie I'll, man I'll, I'll try and find it for you guys if yeah. i can put it up but wow that now, is terrifying so they have all the sessions online you can find them for yeah. betty and barney both the full hypnosis sessions but it sounds real man he is freaking out and if you guys want to have a little spooky night in Give that a play. Give that, that a play. Uh, it sounds very traumatic. That sounds very, very scary. Wow. So that's where he talks about the eyes. Um, yeah. Uh, Barney related that Betty was taken onto a disc-shaped craft where they were separated and he was escorted to a room by three men and told to lie down on a small rectangular exam table. Barney's narrative of the exam was fragmented. He continued to keep his eyes closed for most of the exam. Understandably, you would not want to be seeing this shit. It's interesting that he says three men. It's, it's wonder, I wonder why he sees the gender in um, the aliens. Interesting, right? Yeah. Maybe just three little men. Maybe because they can't just, make a gender from it, maybe. There was know? this aggression and, and dominance about them. They were, he was like, okay, this yeah. is... He man. said a cup-like device was placed over his genitals. He did not experience an orgasm, though Barney thought that the sperm sample was taken. He had right. that kind of knowledge. Right. The men scraped his skin and peered into his ears and mouth. A tube or cylinder was inserted into his anus and quickly removed. Jeez. Someone felt his spine and seemed to be courting his vertebra- counting his vertebrae. Sorry, Betty's account of the story was much the same, but different for a woman. Mm. What do you think about this story? Real? I want to believe it. Yeah, I same. really, really want to believe it. I um, don't see them getting any benefit from this. And especially back then in the 60s, talking about this thing touched my genitals, man. Imagine having to come out and say this. It was so taboo back then. Well, isn't there a theory that these uh, memories that everyone's experiencing are essentially repressed memories from when they're first born and they come into the world, bright blinding lights, they have these dominant figures staring over them with goggles and 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 things over covering their eyes, so they're just black. And then they're being examined as a baby, and it's just the trauma from being born and getting all these big figures looking at you, staring at you, prodding you, counting you, t- and poking you. They're not so much a memory that we can understand, but it's it's uh, we're we're experiencing it anyway. And what's happening is it's coming forth in in very subconscious nightmares, and that's why it's such a consistent story amongst a lot of people. Yeah, but the whole four foot tall going on top of a craft, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's its interesting. It's, there's, I mean, there's merit there, but- Totally. Uh, anyway, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm like a big I'm, I'm believer being... that whatever he experienced was real for him. Mm. And I'm a big believer in the abduction theory. I, I think it's p- I would, potentially I real. really, really want to believe it. Yeah, yeah same. No, I, trust me. I'm I'm only speaking devil's advocate here because I you know you gotta you gotta, gotta be skeptical because you yeah. can't believe everything. But um, totally, if I can find anything that is concrete, I'm, I want it. Totally, I want, I want also, it to be real. Why I I say in, in regards to being devil's advocate for sure, but also why isn't every child traumatized by childbirth, and you only have certain people, and then only a certain time in their life it happens? Because mm. not everyone's traumatized. Birth is the most natural thing in the world. Well, you know, you come out screaming and crying and uh, Not everyone. everything's happening. I had a mate say his baby, uh, when he was born, baby didn't even know it was born. It was still sleeping. Well, I mean, you know, that, that baby might not even have an abduction story later on in life. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know? Um, it just could be something very, very deep, subconscious. Um, any memories there? Yeah. yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's really cool that, uh, that they came out with this story. And I think it was, I think it was important for them to, to come out, even though they had the... Um, 
Sony. Even though they had the the ridicule that they did at the time and this right. caused them nothing but issues in their life. It's not in their best interest to do something like they this. They said when they got it off their chest and went through the regression and everything that they felt better. Well, um, I, uh, doing a little bit of research for this um, segment, I found out, and I don't know if this is true at all, but um, Fran Drescher, mm. the actress that plays the nanny, yes. she apparently had an abduction story. Really? And- she said that once she came out of it, she found a small scar behind her ear, which which she is uh in she she believes that they implanted some sort of chip. When she met her husband, she found out uh, after to- after ex- explaining to him her abduction story that he had the exact same abduction story, and he also has a scar behind his ear in the exact same spot. And they believe that they were it was set up from young for them to meet. Wow. That's pretty interesting. That is super cool. Did they ever get the thing looked at or taken out, whatever it was, in their neck? I didn't, I didn't read any further into it, but um, that's very interesting. And and, and I, I think that is a, a common thing for a lot of abduction people. I, I watched a horror movie uh, with, um, wow, what's the actor that plays J. Jonah Jameson? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. He, he was in it. I think the movie was called Dark Skies. Fire in the Sky? Dark Skies. Dark Skies. Okay. Uh, very, very freaky movie. But um, yeah, he's uh, essentially a, uh, a UFO UFO researcher, an alien researcher. And um, he is like super paranoid in this movie. Um, and he has a little scar behind his ear. And he's like, they're listening. They're watching everything I do. I can't speak too much about it. And um, he believes anyone that gets abducted has this little scar behind the ear. That's cool. And he said, I've tried to remove it several times. It just... It, it just gets get, gets put back. The skin heals wow. up. Very scary. Pretty freaky. We might have to look into that. Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, wow. That's pretty cool. You had a you had a Men in Black thing you wanted to talk about. Yes. So, uh, obviously, guys, for those of you listening, uh, sorry, for, you, for those of you watching, we are clearly dressed for the occasion. Uh, we're not the Blues Brothers. We are the Men in Black. And, uh, if you haven't figured that out now. Yeah, if you haven't figured that out <laughs> by now. You're realizing ourselves like 40 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a, isn't that a microphone? Yes. Um, so for those of you that don't know, the Men in Black movie franchise is actually based off the real Men in Black who uh, supposedly uh, work for a government organization and uh, just randomly pop up if they know you possess any info or evidence on aliens and they seek for you to destroy it. Sightings of the Men in Black have dated back as far as 1947. Uh, Kay, the story I wanted to tell you about uh, for someone's experience with the Men in Black is the famous actor Dan Aykroyd. Yes. So uh, he's had an experience. He's had a, he's had a, an experience with the Men in Black. So for for those of you that don't know, Dan Aykroyd apparently is a very big UFO f- fanatic. Uh, I think. Growing up, he was always talked about in his family, and he's always had a fascination with UFOs and aliens. So uh, I can't remember what year this was, but he was um, he was in the middle of working uh, on a new series about paranormal events, uh, and it kind of, it focused on UFOs research. One night, um, he was he stepped out of his studio in New York and to take a phone call. And while he was on the phone, this black Ford pulled up. A man jumped out, dressed in full black, like we are, stared him down with like a really menacing stare. And when he turned away, I uh, turned away for a second and turned back. 
the guy in the car had completely vanished. He thought that was a bit strange, but he definitely like took mental note of it. He went back in the studio and I believe a, f- a couple hours later, he got a call uh, from the exec saying, we've canceled this show and you will need to you need to stop all production immediately. Whoa. And it was heavily uh, based on UFO stuff. What? How do you think that the car disappeared? I mean, you know, these uh, men in black uh, experiences from people, they seem to be performing alien-like things. Um, uh, The way they've been described by people are they are very tall, six to seven foot men uh, dressed in all black with a black hat, uh, no eyebrows, very, very pale, shiny skin, and uh, some of them are been appeared to be putting on red lipstick just to look how, like they have some sort of blood flowing through them to show some sort of a human. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and some, yeah, people have had these really scary experiences with them. They're not so much people, but they almost, they could be some sort of aliens working for the government to hide anything alien. That is so creepy. It makes me kind of want to just start spilling fucking some sort of knowledge about some, some come across some juicy knowledge, yeah. so juicy that- Someone comes to the house and does this shit. Yeah. Because then I'll know that's legit. But that would scare the shit out of me. Oh, it's big time. And, and some of these stories that I read where um, they would get a phone call uh, after, the, like, so, so someone would be in, invested heavily into some uh, alien or UFO sightings. They would get a phone call, be like, Are you at home right now? And by the time the person hangs up, there's a knock at the door and the people are already there. The men in black are already there, ready to go. Holy shit. I think I read a story about someone in the library was doing research and the way he described the men in black showing up was that as if they fell from the ceiling and just popped themselves in the chair right next to him. He didn't hear anyone approach him in the library or even the chair move out. He just saw someone in the corner of his eyes sit down and pretty much be like, stop what you're doing. So it's like they can teleport or something like that. Just aggressively would just show up and essentially put put you in a position of fear to be like, stop what you're doing. Otherwise bad things will happen. That is so scary. Yeah, very scary. And 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 for Dan Aykroyd, you know, uh, what harm would he be doing? He must have- uh, If you're not talking about something that's legit, mm. then there should be no issue. Because you have those you know, <laughs> generic uh, UFO documentaries here and there, but I can imagine for someone that has a passion since they're a kid, they would be doing heavy, heavy research and could- Probably uh, undisclose something very juicy that we're not really meant to know. Yes. And uh, they put the kibosh on him. Whoa, that's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think for even for me to know this information right now, I just need to quickly re- just take a few glasses for a second there. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, yeah. for sure. Just look over here for a second. Okay. Yeah, do, you, do you have something for me? Uh, Yeah, I do. What are these? What Check are they? What's, what's that? Check this what's out that right? do? Yeah, yeah. Look, look right here for a yeah, second. Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. I just saw this bright light. Dude. You just drive, you're in a car accident. I was in a car accident? Yeah, you're right, though. Oh, it was, thank God. It ended, up, it ended up just being gas. Is my wife okay? Yeah, they're all fine. Will you go on your way, sir? You were on your way to work. Why am I 50 kilometers from where I was before? Who knows? The eyes! All I can see is the eyes! God, that's scary. Imagine I, I would be fully traumatized by Oh, that my goodness. I don't think I could live a normal life after that. Just amnesia me. Give me the, give me the neuralization. Thank you. Neuralize me so hard. That I I could not just, deal. I I, I forget I like last two years of my life. Big fear of them. I have a like I sub. I remember watching oh, Signs for the first time, 
that shit. I maybe we've been abducted because if we have this crazy, um, uh, what's what's it called? Crazy fear yeah. of them for no reason. It's funny that you bring up science because that traumatized me as a kid. That movie. that absolutely scared the shit out of me for some reason. Oh. Like zombies, ghosts, none of that. But aliens, I I was just. When I saw it step out of the thing, I remember I just had to like hide and cry. I remember watching it at a friend's birthday party and uh, we all stayed up to watch it. And I think I was in early primary school. Mm. And there's that scene where it's like footage from a birthday party in South America or Mexico. Yeah. And they're like, it's behind, it's behind. It's behind. And it just pops out from behind yeah, these and bushes. Walking and Phoenix is like- Oh shit! Yeah, it, and this big oh, that big piano, dun, yeah, and they freeze frame on it, and that scared me so much that when I went to sleep, I had to sleep with the lights on. Oh yeah, and the door, and you know, usually when you, people are scared, they want to they want to shut the door, they want to hide under the covers. Nah, dude, I, I was, was I would I would prop myself bitch. up in bed. I want the door fully open so I can see exactly what's happening and have an exit. And I had the lights on, and I would get so scared that. I was going to see this alien walk across my door, um, uh, and and dude, get this. I, I felt the exact same thing. I felt like the alien was going to come across the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. And get Whoa. this, dude. I was so scared. I gave myself a bloodshot eye. Dude, that means your your blood pressure was so high. Your, wow, really? That, your blood pressure was so high it burst blood vessels in your eyes. I was absolutely terrified for a long time. Yeah, as yeah, a kid, that's the uh, one that really scared. Me. That that was the movie that just messed me up as a kid. Yeah. I couldn't sleep with the lights off for a, a, a long time from, no, from memory. That was the only thing that really scared me as well—the eyes and the creepiness of it. I yeah. just couldn't. I there was something so eerie and mysterious about it. And uh, funnily enough, I think a few years later, um, I was—I think I was in high school. I'm like, you know what? I need to get a because I mean I was fine by that stage, but you know you know when you turn the lights off in the hallway, you just got to do the bolt. You got to do the bolt to the to the door. Um, I was like, you know what? I need to put these fears to rest. I need to confront them. I'm gonna watch Signs again and uh, get over my fears. So I went with my mum. I think it was during a Saturday afternoon. We went to uh, the video rental store. We rented Signs. We put it on, and it was during the day. And I remember this dude. I put it on. We watched about 10 minutes. She got a phone call and she was on the phone for the whole movie. And I'm panicking because I was okay with someone beside me, but watching it by yourself and I and I knew all the scary parts coming up. I, I even remember turning the volume down and your boy got scared all over again, didn't Whoa. he? He got scared nah, all man. over again. You know what? Maybe you've been abducted and this wow. is some sort of low level trauma that's re-traumatizing you when you see when you see the face again. Should I do hypnosis? Well, I think you totally should. I would be very curious to know what comes up. Wow. We I hope have, I haven't been. We all have repressed repressed memories to some degree. I would yeah. love to see if we've been if we've been abducted. And it's um interesting of all movies to get traumatized by, we both got messed up by signs. Yeah. You know sometimes for some people it's uh exorcist. It's uh Nightmare on Elm Street. You know. It was both the the, the yeah. signs and the alien movies, and I did see another very. It scary was it was alien signs, movie and I know one. what you did last summer. That's uh, oh, okay. those I two. Didn't watch that one. Those two messed me up. I I I watched the fourth kind on um on uh, it was a it was a movie on DVD with right? the chick from the Croatian chick from Resident Evil. What's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know who you're talking about. She's the main character. And the movie was made to look like it's a documentary, but it wasn't. It was like a, f- a, a double level fake documentary movie. 
And it was about uh, people being abducted in the night and the Anunnaki and all that. Oh, wow. And the Sumerian languages and they had recordings and stuff. And that movie scared the shit out of me. I need to watch that. It was really scary because they did a comparison like, here's here's the real footage and here's the movie footage. And they did that in the movie. But they double faked both sides. Like a documentary, so you, you think you're seeing, yeah, you think you're seeing old doco footage, and then they they're saying here's the recreation for the film that we've compared it to. It's a very smart way of doing horror. But the whole thing was doubled down, and the whole yeah, thing yeah. was fake. I wow. didn't realize that because that shit was so scary. Wow, that's cool. That's and really it's like cool. found footage style, and oh man, that, that shit that was really scary. But you didn't see anything other than people like floating and stuff. Wow. Mm. Yep. Um, who knows, man? That's the, uh, that creeps me out the eyes. Yeah. I just keep thinking about those eyeballs and coming into my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Me no likey. Let me, me neither. Get, let me get some of that. <laughs> <sighs> That's the stuff. <laughs> That's the good stuff right there. Yeah. One more. Just to be sure. Just to be sure. Yeah. Um, wow. So, I don't know. It's uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, to think about, but I, uh, who knows? That's the beauty of it. You'll never know. And, uh, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's it. I think we're done. We're done. Are we? Yeah. Wow. What a great episode. Big one. Big, but there was a special one. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching our Men in Black special. Yep. I'm your host again, Special Agent Jay. And I'm your host, Special Agent K. And for those of you watching, I'm just going to get you to look at your center of your screen just over to hit this little device over here. Cool. Thank you for watching this uh, hour-long video of acquisitions and mergers. Okay. Thank you, guys. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>